What is up, people? This is New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. It's been a little minute. We got a lot to talk about on this episode of Hero Talk. We will be talking about The Flash. The Flash movie came out a couple of weeks ago. The box office, very disappointing. Critical response, not bad, but not necessarily something that was groundbreaking or or living up to the words that James Gunn was using to describe this film. So we'll give you guys our thoughts on the Flash. This won't be a full review show. We're gonna get to a lot of news. A lot of news has been happening over the last few weeks. So we'll talk some Flash. Uh, we'll also talk about Secret Invasion. That's a show that's come out now on Disney Plus. That's Marvel's latest foray into um, uh, streaming and this is latest project that's happening. So. We'll give you guys our thoughts that's starring Samuel Jackson, of course, is Nick Fury. And we'll talk about some big casting news. So we got uh, an official casting for uh, Superman Legacy. Our Clark Kent and our Lois Lane have been cast. We'll give you the update on that. We'll also talk about the latest rumors regarding casting in the Fantastic Four movie. That not nearly as clear as what's happening with Superman. A lot of uh, question marks. Some people now in, some people now rumored out. So we'll give you guys a list on that. And uh, we'll also talk about the uh, latest allegations against Jonathan Major as his uh, first court date was last week involving the uh, 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 the abuse uh, allegation that he, he's facing and, and, the, and the charges now that he's facing, um, the, the assault charges. So all that and more on this episode of New Generation Hero Talk. Thank you guys for joining us. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, how you feeling? Feeling good, EJ. Um, you know, got a lot of content to talk about, uh, of course. Um, we got Secret Invasion, talking about that, um, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to talking about. Um, you know, and of course, we uh, saw The Flash, so looking forward to talking about that as well. Um so yeah, as always, just happy to be on the show with you guys, talking, talking our, uh, talking all of our uh, superhero news. Yeah, man, it's good to be back as always. Joining us as well as Kendall. Kendall Stewart is on the podcast. What's up, Kendall? How you feeling, man? Uh, I'm feeling feeling good, feeling very good. Um, you know, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Like you said, we've had the Flash come out. Uh, we also had Secret Invasion come out. Um, you know, we're, we'll probably be digging into a lot of spoilers uh, in those discussions, but decided to talk about that. Um, and you know, <laughs> I'm always I'm always excited to talk about casting uh, situations. And you know, like you said, we had the Superman castings come out. We also have some uh, uh, some more news on the Fantastic Four, the the, the search that keeps on searching. Um, <laughs> You know, it it reminds me a lot of that. Uh, you know, NBA fans will remember that uh, Lakers coaching search when they ended up with Frank Vogel, and he was like the the 20th person on the list. Feels like Marvel's going down the list of people that they want to play to be in this movie. Accusations. They, they can't figure it out. <laughs> and it's bad, but we'll 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 get into that. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's become a bit of a circus. I think that's a fair way to put what's happening with this. Yeah. Well, circus may be harsh, but it, it's become uh, what's a lighter word than circus? I think it's become a little bizarre. Maybe is a better word. Messy. Like, I mean, and, and and we'll get into more in detail. But like, they haven't said anything, 
So I'll give them that. Right. That's why I, I can't say circus. That. That's why I can't. That's why. Yeah. When I, that's why when I thought about it on the second go around, I was like, ah, circus may be harsh because there is no thing with Marvel saying, hey, this is what we're hiring. There isn't. I mean, I guess we had a little bit of the you know driver and talks thing, which usually ends up you know from like the big trades, which usually ends up meaning that a deal is landed. And this may sound like a rare case, but that's not the case. But uh, still, nothing official saying that they've someone has landed a role. But again, you go this far down the road with some of these people, and we still have no information on what's going on. And as we didn't you know have it on rundown, but something we should mention like there, there's not going to be a Hall Eight presentation from Marvel Studios. So the idea that you're going to learn any news about the Fantastic Four this month, highly unlikely at this point. The fact that you're going to learn anything <laughs> about Marvel, highly likely at this point. That's a whole other mess that we could get into. I know we got a bunch of stuff to talk about on the show. But yeah, it does create for a weird situation. We'll get all into the Fantastic Four stuff. But again, this is New Generation Hero Talk on New Generation Podcast Network. Hope you guys are enjoying us. Glad you have you with us. And as uh, Kendall mentioned and Shamari, as I mentioned, one of those guys mentioned, I forgot who said it, but, uh, you know, we're going to be talking The Flash here. Uh, and we, when we talk about The Flash, we talk about Speaking Invasion, these will delve into spoiler conversations. I don't like to do this so much on the non-review episodes, you know, the news episodes. I want to make sure people can kind of enjoy as is. But because of all the stuff that's happened, we kind of try and condense everything into one. So uh, if you've not seen The Flash at this point, it's three weeks in. So, I mean, I feel like at this point, it's just someone who doesn't want to see The Flash. But if you've not seen The Flash and you're not trying to get spoiled, I guess maybe fast forward to the Secret Invasion part of this conversation. If you never see Secret Invasion, then fast forward past that when we start talking about Superman Legacy. But um, we were, we will talk about this, The Flash in somewhat detail here as we talk about its performance on the, uh, not just in the, in the box office, but also in the uh in the uh what's the name in in the in in the critical score so let's begin talking about the flash so it's been three weeks in theaters with the flash and the movie has failed to make the splash dc and warner discovery uh hope both critically and at the box office the biggest disappointment has been at the box office as the movie opened at just 55 million dollars in its first weekend in north america and has netted so far just $245 million worldwide in its theatrical run. This movie, deemed by James Gunn as one of the greatest superhero films of all time, has also failed to wow fans and critics at that lofty level. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score sits at 64%. The audience score, better, but still not in that legendary level, is at 84% for The Flash. And... Sham, when you think about what's happened with the Flash, you know, Kendall, I hate to sound like this is gonna be an ambush, but I did I am gonna I guess it can't be an ambush if I'm telling you it's gonna happen. But I did talk to Sham yesterday and I said, uh, we're gonna have to spin the block on Kendall here because ooh, maybe one of our more infamous discussions, debates on the show were how DC <laughs> was gonna be able to deal with the Ezra Miller allegations and video that we saw the first time around and me and Shamari were like they got to put out a statement they got to maybe get put out of a situation where maybe he's on the on the on the risk of maybe being fired and we were very we were very much adamant that they had to attack this thing head on and Kendall was like well I think that they you know they might be able to just play this thing out and see what happens and more has happened more has happened more has happened essentially DC has played that that plot out and that strategy out completely up until the release of the movie and you have now this to show for it a 245 million dollar worldwide 
box office and a movie that critically people think is pretty good. You know, that's but that's it. It's pretty good. It's not groundbreaking. It's not something that's, I think, uh, very memorable, I think, for a lot of people. So, Sham, I think, I think we, I think we can, uh, we can notch this one as a W in our book. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say they didn't handle this. Um, they did not handle this the way that they should have. Obviously, you know, in, in our opinion, and, um, you know, I think I think just I think just the common sense approach for me, uh, for me, and, and and also just the moral approach for me as well, is would have been to, you know, essentially demand that Ezra Miller take some kind of accountability uh, from the get go, as opposed to just waiting and okay, what is the public, how does the public feel about the situation, can we just be quiet, and just let it go away. Mm-hmm. Until so many allegations build up that it can't be just let go, and then you make Ezra Miller say something, but at that point it's so late and it's so like it's gotten so out of control that it's almost meaningless, kind of at this point. And even now, Ezra Miller is is making still making comments, kind of not taking accountability. I, I don't yeah, know. yeah, he's saying that he's yeah, state. yeah, that yeah, there was a a temporary. I guess a temporary protective order was lifted. Yeah. Yep. And the, Ezra took that move by the judge to basically say that they've been wrongfully targeted in basically everything that's happened over the last several years, which is crazy to me. Yeah, as, well, as, as I told, wrong. as I told Sham, as, as I told Sham, the temporary order that was lifted, and again, I, you know. I guess these things still have to be investigated. I guess the orders listed doesn't necessarily mean that investigation is over, but I'm not a I'm not a criminal person, so don't quote me on that. But either way, even if it is just dropped, whatever the situation was. As I told Sham, to me, like the case in that incident always felt like the most shady to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it seemed like if there was anything that maybe there was a misunderstanding that happened, maybe that was the one. It doesn't account for all the plea deals Ezra has signed. It doesn't account for all the other video that we've seen. Like, there's so much other stuff that's happened outside of that one little case. And it's really, it, it speaks to, I think, Ezra's lack of character. That they're taking this one instance and saying, I have been persecuted. And there's you no know, receipts that need to be collected because of one incident when Ezra's had, at this point, countless incidents. That was how I felt about that. Yep. I mean, I mean, and I'm and I'm right there with you. As you know, of course, as you said, you know, we we had spoken about this briefly as well. But, but it's, you know, it's just it was just overall just very poorly handled. Um, I I believe I do believe personally that that, um, I think that that contributed to the to the kind of lack of enthusiasm and fanfare surrounding this movie um i feel like this could have been hyped up to the level that you know that uh the first suicide squad movie was hyped up um it could have had similar fanfare if they just tried to get this ezra miller thing under control immediately (laughs) right just immediately have ezra miller come out apologize you know go to whatever you know rehabilitation therapy thing that they, they would require and actually have Ezra Miller get some kind of help 
and just stay out of the public spotlight until they do the ramp up, the media ramp up, you know, like if they did something like that, that would have been good. Then Ezra Miller wouldn't have gotten in any more trouble. He would have put Ezra Miller on notice, <laughs> you know, so they would know that if you do anything, you step out of line, then we'll just, we're going to find some other way to work through this without you. Right. So, so yeah, it was just overall very poorly handled. Um, so yeah, I definitely think we had, we could take a victory lap for that. So Kendall, now that you've seen how everything is played out, how 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 do you now feel given all the circumstances? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a bad outcome. Uh, definitely a bad outcome for for Warner Brothers. Um, you know, I mean, you know, it's one of those situations you get put in a tough spot. You know, uh, where you feel like, you know, the the easiest. The the path of least resistance was was to do nothing in that situation, and that's the that's the that's the path that they took. Um, obviously, the risk that you run in that situation, and we're sort of seeing a different version, a much different version of that, you know, happen at Marvel, uh, but but uh, a version nonetheless. Um, the path of doing nothing and sitting back and, and letting it play out is dangerous because, uh, like you said, you know, you could enable these people to do things. You can enable people to, uh, as if the behavior is fine. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I, like, I don't remember exactly where they were at in terms of production in this movie because this movie's been in production for it feels like a decade. Yeah, you know, so it's a long time. But you know, I mean, like, <laughs> but this is a movie that was badly hurt by the fact that the marketing was terrible, and like the marketing was terrible not it was, because the market was non-existent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not because many ways. They didn't have a movie to sell, but they they didn't have a star that they could sell. You know, the star that they had to sell was a was a nineteen eighties Batman character, you know? Um, and so that 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 at the end of the day is what really hurt them. And you know, I mean this is just one of those things where it's like, look, I mean, if they would have been better off just not making the movie, you know, uh probably in the in, in the flip side. Uh and I would have been fine with that. I wasn't like going into this like as a fan, you know, you know. I, like I was waiting to see some flash movie that I needed to see, but, um, but you know, I mean, look, like you said, I, I, you know, I, for the most part enjoyed it. I think it's a very flawed, very, very flawed movie. I, I don't know what, well, I, I, let me rephrase that. I do know what James Gunn's talking about because I don't agree with, with James Gunn's uh, assertion that it's one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, and that David David Zaslav, you know, saying that kind of stuff. But I I feel like that is not. I don't think that that's James Gunn talking there. I think that that's his higher up, his bosses, including David Zaslav, probably told him this is how we're selling the movie. Yeah, and you're just gonna have to you just have to go go with it because Gunn's not an idiot. Uh, he's not an idiot, and you know he said something. He was on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast last week or a couple weeks ago, um, and he talked about a lot of different things. He talked about the Superman stuff, like Luthor stuff. Uh, but he, the the thing that was that I took away um, 
was he was talking about his approach to making movies and DCE, and he, and they were talking about the idea of superhero fatigue. And he said that he thinks that it's not about as much superhero fatigue as much as it is that these studios are making movies just to make them. And that they're mm. no longer... And something that I always say on the show, I always ask the question, but he said they're no longer making movies asking the question, why are we making this? What is the mm. reason... What is the reason that people have to see these? And yeah, I funny because when he, that. whenever he says that, when he says that kind of, I, I, I feel like, and maybe it's unfair, but I feel like it's a direct commentary on James Gunn. I mean, it's not James, uh, P, uh, Feige and Marvel. Oh, it has and, to be, yeah, because because Marvel's the, they're the they're the industry leader. Yeah, there's know? no so there's no one that, game in town exactly. So if he's saying that about the superhero movie industry, <laughs> the first person you're talking to is Marvel, and then the exactly. second person you're talking to is the DCEU. And so when he's saying that and he's talking to Marvel, like, you know, I'm thinking about movies like Ant-Man. Like, why why did we have Ant-Man? He's like, we're making third movies just to make them. We're making, you know, sequels just to make them. You know, not everything has to be a trilogy. Not everything has to even have a sequel. And, you know, that's that just to bring it back to this is I just feel like this was a movie that, you know, obviously given its time in the in the landscape of the transition from the the Snyder verse to now the, the, the DCU, um, it just doesn't have a, it, it has no real like mission. It's just, it's just out there. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really accomplish anything in the grand that, scheme. And that is what's weird to me about this film because like, so like, I mean, just talking about the film real quick. Like I thought it was good. Um, there were things that I liked about it. I thought that um, some of these Batman action sequences were some of the best Batman action sequences I think we've seen in superhero movies. That's something that I think a lot of people could take credence in. I think in many ways, this was probably the best we've seen from, uh, in my opinion at least, I thought this was the best performance we got from uh, uh, Ben Affleck and, and this, for the time he's in the movie. I thought that uh, I thought that Michael Keaton's role in this movie was good. I thought that, in many ways, this was probably the best. This was the most. This was the best Barry Allen I've seen from Ezra Miller. I've never been the biggest fan of Ezra Miller's Barry Allen. I feel like it's too much of a Wally West mixed with like whoever just whatever Jesse Eisenberg was trying to do with Lex Luthor. Like that's what I feel like I get from Barry's from Ezra's Barry, and I just don't think that that's a really accurate and really compelling way to look at this character. But I, I thought that he actually showed real depth in his character as soon as he goes back in time and then gets stuck in time. Like, I thought that all that stuff was good. Now, this movie has a lot of flaws, I think, when it comes to, I think, some basic storytelling things. There are some things that happen in the movie that just don't really get further explain or I feel like the characters involved in the incidents don't have any curiosity to explore things that need to be explored in the movie that given common sense you should you know if Flash runs back in time and in in the midst of trying to go back to his time he gets punched and goes into a different dimension or a different par- parallel universe at a certain point you would think that hey maybe I'd like to know who's the person that sent me here he doesn't seem to care about that until the end of the movie doesn't seem to care about who killed his mom <laughs> doesn't seem to care about uh, uh, telling basically like, the way he just talked to Iris West at one point, where he's like explaining essentially the multiverse. I'm like, are you not concerned that this person will now know you're the Flash? Like, 
I, I don't know. It was just a lot of weird things, I thought, when it came to the writing of the script, where I think it was a give and take for Christina Hodson, where I felt like she wanted to flesh out how much she knew how to write Barry Allen, how to write, uh, you know, the 89 Batman, how to write some of these people. But I don't think she necessarily did the greatest job with, like, putting together a story that was streamlined and made the most sense in some instances. And for a story that was so complicated, it needed that badly. So um, that I, that was some of the, the issues I had with it. Some of the things I liked, some of the things I disliked. Uh, what about you, Kendall? What did you make of this film? Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of your sentiments, man. Like, I think that the story is messy. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times I find myself trying to figure out like who's the villain in this movie. Like, is it is it Zod? Is it uh, is it Barry? Like, uh, you know, is it you know is it whoever killed Barry's mom? The the mystery, <laughs> the the man in yellow. I'm assuming, but the mystery person who killed. Like, I don't know what the I don't know who I'm supposed to be. Uh, who I'm supposed to be? You know mad at in this in this in this scenario um you know i mentioned it to you guys you know uh when we talked about it earlier this week like i mean this is a movie that um you know feels like the eighth time i've watched man of steel and it's a movie i've only seen you know no more than twice but i feel (laughs) like i've seen it now eight nine times through the other versions and other (laughs) other times that they've they've gone back and, and and rehashed the 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 fight the, the the battle of metropolis whatever you want to call it and um you know i will say i personally you know because in part because of that i i love the inclusion of sasha kaye as supergirl because it added a twist it added some some newness to that story where i didn't feel like i was just watching the same thing over and over and over again it was something that was new something that was different and i thought she played the played the role well um I mean, you mentioned Keaton's Batman was excellent. Um, you know, uh, I agree with Affleck. It's, it's a movie. It's just weird because, like, there's again, I, it, the thing I go back to, like I said in the beginning, is it just like feels like a movie without purpose. Like, I'm just like, uh-huh. is this about? If this would have been setting me up for like, now we're gonna transition Keaton into Batgirl or Keaton into a Batman Beyond movie or something like that or you know, we're setting this up, or even if it's just some massive, like, cataclysmic thing that's going to set us into the DCU, like, you know, like, it just feels like a, like a lot of, you know, it just feels sort of like a love letter to the DCEU, but, but then at times it's not, because then it brings in all this other stuff that's non-DCEU EU related, and so I don't and know. I, I kind of wonder if there's like a, I kind of wonder if there's a Muschietti cut somewhere that I'm not, and believe me, I'm not advocating for it. But I wonder <laughs> if there's a Muschietti cut somewhere that makes this movie make a little more sense. Because I think Kendall's right, at least my opinion, Sham. Like, I feel like there are elements of this movie where, okay, clearly it's like, it is building on, like, what D- the DCEU had created. But then, like, there are other things that happen and moments in the movie where you're like, all right, so, like, you know, George Clooney showing up at the end. Like, what, what, the, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> like, if, if this was supposed to be, let's say that DCUE was continuing, like, what was that supposed to mean? Is this your Clooney going to be Batman? Or was that done after they realized that they weren't going to do DCEU? And was that thrown in late? Like, I have right. no idea. And if it, 
is the case, am I assuming James Gunn's world now has George Clooney as Batman? Like, like there's so many that that had that leaves so many questions that need to be answered that I we don't have the answers to them. Like, I don't know. And I don't feel it's weird. Like, I don't feel like I've heard many answers from Gunn well, about yeah, not the future people, beyond that. Not enough people have seen the movie to care. I know that's true. I mean, d- damn. But you're right. Yeah, you're right. If this is Marvel. That people yeah. would be up in arms, being like, "This doesn't make sense," or at least you have to explain a lot of things now. And like the way Gunn had put it out there when he did his big presentation, presentation that went off really well. He said that the the, the Flash was the end of the DCEU as we know it, and set up a basically a new universe. The one. The only thing we know from the universe that was created that Flash came back to was that George Clooney was Batman. That just seems like ridiculous. Like there's no way George Clooney is Batman, right? No, I mean George Clooney isn't going to be Batman. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, it's it's very unclear. Um, but yeah, that's definitely not going to be the case going forward. Uh, and and uh, you know we spoke briefly about this well as well. I don't think this is like a very clean reboot. Um. You know, in terms of you know, this being used to reboot the universe, um, I feel like it's still going to kind of be cobbled together, sort sort of, with all these new stories uh, being told. But, um, but yeah, we're just going to have to see how things play out. Um, but I also I gotta echo your sentiments as, as well, and in general, in terms of how the movie was, I enjoyed the movie. Um, you know, it wasn't great. In my opinion, it wasn't awful, uh, but I enjoyed it. You know, um, I think it's you know a good movie. You know, you go to the movies, get some popcorn, relax, just watch a superhero flick. To me, it was good in that regard. There were there were things that I thought could have been done better. Um, you, of course, you guys know I'm a big Man of Steel fan, um, and uh, I've of course thought the Man of Steel story was told better in 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 all the other ways that it was told from the man it's of course in the movie man of steel and in bvs mm-hmm. i thought it was done i thought yeah. it was handled better um though i did like the inclusion that ezra miller was or that that i'm sorry that barry allen was there uh i like the, that in the yeah. original um man of steel when those events occurred i thought that was a cool inclusion um but um but yeah, other other than that, I um I could have done with um, more than just Zod, I guess, being the big bad, so to speak, at the end. Um, well, so, I guess the other they tried to do and, more with, and the then fake, of course the other, yeah, the other Barry Savitar, I guess. Yeah, no. the, yeah, fake Savitar kind of kind of story that they had. So um, yeah, I just thought I just. I feel overall in terms of the story, they probably could have done more with that. Um, uh, but I enjoyed it. I agree. I thought I liked this Barry, I like Barry Allen, this Ezra Miller, Barry Allen best in this movie than I did in anything else that I've seen them in. Um, I enjoyed, I thought the comedy in this movie hit more than any of the other Ezra Miller flash, uh, instances. They were, um, and and I liked the the kind of family story, you know. I, I thought it was a touching story, and um, but I agree there are definitely a lot of I agree with, with you guys' critiques. There's definitely a lot of holes in terms of the story. I will I will give I will give Ezra a lot of credit. I thought that 
you know, his uh, Ezra's performance is particularly uh, the younger the younger version of himself. You know, where he plays a different version where his mom isn't murdered. Uh, I thought that that was. I, I feel like that was almost. It was a, still a different character, but like, you know, I, like it was a more normal version. You know, so to so to speak, and I think that that yes. um, was. I thought that that was interesting, and um, yeah, I mean, I thought that I thought uh, Ezra did a good job in this movie. Um, you know, I thought. Uh, I mean, I thought the girl that played Iris West did a good job. You know, for the you know little bit that we saw her, they gave they decided to bring her back, uh, <laughs> give her a shot after they introduced her character. It feels like a decade ago. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't like the thing. I just think the thing that hurts this movie is, um, like there's just so many things that they left out that they that there there's no reason to leave out. Like there's no reason, like this movie should have had the the, the Atlantean, you know, Amazonian war, you know, like in Flashpoint. Like that would have been an, an excellent way to tie in like the dcu and like but like well they, well, they like, wanted they wanted they wanted the, the the invasion of they wanted the invasion of metropolis to be that moment that yeah to be that moment and i'm like i to me i feel like like either they wanted to connect it more personally to the dcu or they just felt like we can't give them more and get you know and that you know, I mean, they got both of them, but they couldn't get them for, like, a major part of this movie. And I think that that's probably more likely, but um, but I think that's missing. You know, again, no reverse Flash to me really, it really hurts this movie and makes it feel less like a Flash movie. Um, I don't know why you don't include, like a, like, a, you know, a Captain Cold or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like... You know, it tries to be a Flash movie sometimes, then it tries to be a DCU movie, then it tries to be a its own thing within just the, the historical DC con you know context and it ends no up no pun no pun in, no pun intended. It's a crisis of identity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? it's, yeah, it's an identity crisis going on. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, no, the John Snap though. Because when I saw the uh, Nicholas Cage Superman, uh, the first first person I thought of was John Snap. Yeah, definitely R.I.P. Shout out to him. Yes. Um, it is. I did tell. Sh- I think I told Sham this, but like, I, I was also like, I heard all oh, this Easter eggs that you got to see. Like, I was disappointed that that was the major Easter egg. Like to me, I'm just like, I don't know if it's me. Um, I do obviously got plenty of love for Snap, um, who obviously passed away years ago, but like. Like, the whole, like, what's the word? Fascination around this Nicolas Cage being Superman thing. It just never has ever been that interesting to me. So, like, when you tell me, like... When you tell me, like, that's that's the thing that you're going to do as, like, your big... Oh, look at this moment. Like, it was kind of, like, really? Like, I'm like, I don't don't care about this. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. Like, I'm just like, this is... No one under... 40 is gonna is really gonna care that much about that no yeah or, or like super super hardcore sweaties as jeff would say like those people maybe would because they they know the history of, of what like what was supposed to happen in the 90s with nicholas cage playing superman but i think a lot of people watched that in theater and was like what the hell is that <laughs> I just kept it right, moving, you know 
You know what I'm saying? That Nicolas Cage is Superman, like, and it still works in the sense of like, obviously, as a multiverse. But, like, yeah, it's all the fans person. Yeah, it's all the fans person that also played Superman. Like, like that's it. Right. But, like, yeah, but it's right. it's supposed to be a lot more than that. And right. I was like, man, all the things you could have done, like so much of the Flash content we've seen on television, like you didn't do anything with that. Like, really? Like, like they're the reason Marvel didn't say we're gonna we're gonna go and bring a, you know. We're gonna have Leonardo DiCaprio, who you know almost played Spider Man. We're gonna have him in No Way Home do a cameo because right. wouldn't that be funny? Or like, right. and yeah. look, maybe they may do that stuff in Secret Wars. We'll see. They may have Tom Cruise as Tony Stark, like everybody wanted to see in Multiverse of Madness. Like, but like, those moments only hit for a very small percentage of people. A lot of these people aren't gonna know. And again, if you're gonna do it, like you have to really do it. Like you almost have you almost I almost need to see Nick Cage like playing Superman. Like just a, a CGI deep fake, you know, PS2 <laughs> Like I don't know what that does for people. Um, yeah. By the way, that was a, that was the other thing we had to mention. I mean that 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 uh that CGI was horrendous. I'm sorry. I thought it, that the, the 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 Flash stuff like was like him like I mean look him running has always been kind of janky, but like some of the the slowdown and I just I don't it was, know. How it did not work for me. Yeah, like I don't know how they could be. This the movie is the Flash, like that's his thing, and I feel like they don't do it as well as Quicksilver did it. He wasn't. It wasn't a Quicksilver movie, but I felt like Quicksilver and both Quicksilvers really. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah honestly. You know, the girl from uh from Eternals, like Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. Like I feel like there's so many other speedsters <laughs> that do the speed thing so much better. In right. And I remember disliking how. Snyder did the flash speed thing and I like I would take that a hundred times over what I saw in that movie yeah. except for the yellow lightning I do like the yellow lightning back and I don't like his yeah. blue lightning thing but besides that like I like I again I'm not someone who praised I thought I think the way people talk about Snyder doing flash speed is highly overrated I think it looks goofy in his movie as well the Zack Snyder's Justice League but some of this looked goofy I really I also don't. also do like his suit in this movie better. Um, I do like his suit. His, yeah. his suit is good in this one. Um, like, I don't know like if I love. I, yeah, I don't know how much I love all the lightning through the suit though. Like I'm, I'm not, I never, I didn't really love that when they made the change in the in the Flashpoint comics. Um, mm. That's such a me thing, but I know a lot of people do like it. But every, the otherwise, the suit looked great. But yeah, the the CGI with the running wasn't that great. But that wasn't even like the part I would say was awful. It was like the. Those, when he was going back in time, I mean, some of those, you know, PS3, you know, GTA looking graphics that they were showing of these people. Yeah, it was like, very strange. I mean, yeah. it was awful. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, it was funny. A lot of people who ended up seeing, you know, there were a lot of early screenings. Mario, of course, all early screenings, but there were people who saw the movie. And, you know, I'm looking at those people very funny, too. I'm sorry. A lot of those people were carrying, again, I'm going to say something harsh. I don't know. I'm going to say, a lot of people were carrying some DC water with some of the crazy over the top praise that they were using to kind of continue to hype up this movie maybe they got caught up in the moment i don't like to say that it was necessarily done on purpose but they were saying oh yeah this is the greatest movie like y'all can't wait to see this and i'm like Yo, what were y'all talking about this is the movie y'all saw that was like i had couldn't stop and wait to see y'all were talking about this like this was endgame <laughs> so a lot of those people who saw that those early screenings like i want i got smoke for them too like they, i the, like the marcus cousins is yeah yeah they, the marcus cousins is this thing yeah you know when the marcus cousins did the whole fox fantastic four thing you saying this was one of the hottest movies <laughs> go ever. check it out you guys gotta see this movie yeah man. yeah i hope that check <laughs> hope that check cleared the marcus hashtag ad hashtag 
box athlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really hope that uh, I hope that that check clear for Demarcus Cousins because yeah, this thing first of all, before I continue, it's really ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it is ridiculous, Demarcus Cousins. It is ridiculous that there was so much over the top hype coming for the Flash that wasn't just from DC, but from people who got lucky enough to see it early. But yeah, uh, CGI was really bad. And in 2023, there's no excuse for that. Mabushietti said that some of that was done on, like the, the the choices that were made were done on purpose, which I'm just like, bro, what? Like, I don't, thank God the- he's doing Batman. Like, thank God he's not doing a movie that like you would think needs yeah, like Lantern. crazy, yeah. Cra- yeah, like Green Lantern or something like that. Like, thank God he's doing something that's going to be done on Earth with people who are not super powered. Like, because his Batman scenes were pretty good. Like, his Batman scenes were pretty good. I, I didn't like that. I, that suit was a little weird that Affleck was wearing with all the metal things. It looked like, um, looked like, you know, one of those, like, super enhancements like from Injust- like Injustice soldier. 2. Or, like, you know, Injustice 2, when you put all the enhancements on your character. Like, that's what, yeah. was, what Affleck looked like. You know, I wasn't crazy necessarily about the additions to the suit, though. I think people are jumping out the window. I assumed he wore that because that's what he was. He was riding the bike, and I assumed that it kind of went with that. But whatever. Either way, um, the the scenes were great, and the way he used the action and the CGI that was using those scenes was fine. But the flash stuff and the running in time stuff, or anything involving being stuck in the Speed Force, just big miss. Did he change the the the? I always think about like the the scene in BVS with the you know the Lois Lane is the key. Like I feel like that was so much more intense, like the time travel aspect of that than like we got in this movie. Like, yeah, I mean, needed, like the they've changed the canon there somehow. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's very different. I don't. I'm not. Well, I mean, I think the lowest is the key thing. I think that's. I think that's all that's in the trash. Um, right. Like maybe that but, never happened. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But um. <laughs> but yeah, they 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 tried to do similar. Not even similar, but even like the CG. I'm seeing people point this out too. Like the CG when he poked his head out of the Speed he Force and he came out weird. and he came out in the in the baby yeah. scene with the babies falling and his head just looks, it's just there. It's very strange. Yeah. What was that about? I'm like, there's no way this is how time travel works. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, that was weird too. Yeah. 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 Very, like, very strange. Changing this? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that that was strange. Yeah. Keep. Yeah. And like, like I told you, like I, I keep Chris, I, I'm done with the Karina, Christina Hodson scripts. Like, I feel like there was a lot of, um, excitement about Christina Hodson when she was hired by DC to start doing movies. Um, the first one, obviously, was Birds of Prey. She, did, she had done Bumblebee. Uh, Birds of Prey was good. I like Birds of Prey. Um, I think in many ways her, her strengths in a, as a screenwriter work for Birds of Prey. I think that, like, I, we never saw Batgirl, so I'll never know what that script looked like. But I feel like now I've seen this script, I'm like, okay, enough with the Christina Hodgson. Like, give, give someone else an opportunity to do some some films. Like, like you know, you can't write a story that's this like jangled and you know, and then say, oh, we're gonna do like three or four more DC movies. Like, what? One of my one of my favorite like sort of inside jokes in the movie. It's not really an inside joke, but one of my favorite things about the movie is like like Keaton in that last arc in that last scene where where he's like. He's fighting the aliens, and, like, you tell, like, you know, he's giving it all he has, you know, but, like, you know, his tech's not not up to par. Like, right, he, yeah. You know, he, he's old man Keaton, like, he's just like, yeah. oh, aliens? Like, all right, 
you know, tell me what to do, kind of. <laughs> tell me where to go. Is it like it almost makes sense that he would lose in that scenario? Like, yes, he's not supposed to come out of it. Yeah, there's alive. no way. There's no way he should be. He should be able to beat like Kryptonian high tech. Yeah, high tech Kryptonians and Zod. Yeah, there's no way. And he got smoked. You know, that was the only thing I think maybe about the Kaye thing I didn't like. I, 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 I mean, I think the story was like that part of the story was good. Like I liked that. I just wish. If you're gonna introduce a new character, I don't want to just even get smoked a hundred times in a row. And I'm supposed to be excited. Yeah, about it's very future. uh, yeah, multiverse of madness. You know, it's yeah. Like, oh, great, we got Reed Richards and watch him get his head cut off or whatever. Yeah, you know, especially like with the decision to make Sasha Kaye of all people Supergirl, it makes me feel like it almost cheapens it. It's like, oh, well, did you make this Latina girl Supergirl because you're gonna kill her a hundred times? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, you know, like, I think that that's a real thing. Like, I, I really do. Like, to me, it's like, it was a big deal when they made Sasha Kaya Supergirl. And they said, oh, well, she was by far the best person. This is going to be a big deal. And, like, they kill her. And then there's no indication that she will ever be Supergirl again from this movie. Some maybe Now, maybe, again, maybe things have been changed. Maybe that's Ezra's fault. Maybe that's DC's fault. I don't know. But, like, this is the movie I have to judge on. And I'm like... Well, like, so this is it. This is our Supergirl. I know, I know there will be a Supergirl movie because James Gunn already announced that. By the way, I was reminded that uh, Christina Hodson had been part of the writing room that James Gunn was working with to come up with the DC universe. So, like, so silly me for thinking that we were done with Christina, <laughs> Christina Hodson scripts. I think that we're nowhere near done. Though my guy Tom King's in there, so hopefully he can uh, he can help steer King in the right direction, uh, steer Gunn in the right direction. But, um. Yeah, but I mean, anyway, I mean, you know, so that's, you know, that's the Flash, man. Like, uh, there's some good, there's some not so good. It's a, it's a, to me, like, I know this sounds like kind of silly, but it's, it's a movie. Like, it's not like a masterpiece. It's not like it has really cool things. It's really like, I would say one thing. I was like fully captivated in the story. Like, and that to me is the biggest thing to tell me whether or not movie's good or not. Like, if I get so out of the story because of the stuff happening so stupid, that's when, I say, okay, this this movie didn't work. You know, I think that's the easiest way. It's not something that always that simple, but but for this movie, like I was I was fully invested in, in the story, the acting, like in the performances, everybody was believable. So like on that basic level, like the movie works in that regard. But I think when you think that when you get to say, okay, like what could have got this movie to that higher level? There clearly were some big missteps that uh, were in some ways kind of undeniable. But um, but I want to shift gears here. And talk about another project that's come out. Uh, Marvel Studios' latest project, Secret Invasion, is now out on Disney+. Plus. The first two episodes starring Samuel L. Jackson as uh, as Nick Fury, of course. You got Ben Mendelsohn, Kingsley Ben-Adir, and Amelia Clark all also in this show. Uh, again, this is a spoilers conversation regarding Secret Invasion, so I'll say one more time. If you've not seen Secret Invasion, this might be a good time to make a return back. And, and check us out uh, in you know a further segment of this episode of New Generation Hero Talk. But I'll go to Kendall first on this one. I mean, how are you feeling about Secret Invasion? These first two episodes, um, pretty... The first episode makes a, a big statement with the death of uh, Maria Hill, played by Kobe Smolders. Um, really adds some teeth to the Kingsley Benadir Gravik character. Um... And I think sets up a fight and sets up a conflict that, in some ways, is interesting to me because, like, you know how much I love Secret Invasion, Kendall. And I, I, I mean, there's, there's millions of scrolls that have now been revealed by 
uh, by Talos. There's millions of scrolls out there, and we don't know who's who. Like, it does set up in my way, in my theory of like what could be a really big conflict that could have absolutely included the Avengers and everybody. So, I guess my question to you is, how do you feel like this show will kind of keep this somewhat contained, even though the threat seems so large? Yeah, I know. Marvel's playing a really interesting game here. Um, Because in many ways, this is a lot like the Secret Invasion that we all love. But it just doesn't have the Avengers right now. Um, And that's the missing piece uh, for a lot of people. Um, But, like... But from a, from like a, from like a, like a general premise standpoint, it's it's very it's a lot of it's there, um, you know. I mean, look, you mentioned Kingsley Benadire. I mean, he's he's already put out an excellent performance as Gravik. Um, we're two episodes in, um, and he's already up there in terms of best, uh, you know, Marvel Disney Plus villains. You know, I mean. I would, I mean, I would, I don't know who has that title right now. Maybe Agatha Harkness, you know, is probably the most popular, you know, she's getting her own show, but, um, but Benadir is certainly putting himself in that conversation. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I thought, I think that this show overall has been really good to start. Uh, you know, Samuel Jackson, I mean, like, you just, like, he just reminded you how good, one, how good of an actor he's in general. But like how good he is as Nick Fury, I think it's accentuated uh, even more so in this show. I mean, there are lines in this show that you could tell like that's Samuel Jackson improvised that line. <laughs> yeah, he wrote that line. You know, this they didn't write that for him. Um, you know, some of the dialogue, you know, is excellent. Um, you know, I mean, I thought the scene. You know, a lot of people were talking about the Cheadle. You know, Samuel Jackson scene that was that was great. I also really loved the. The scene on the train with him and Talos, you know, I thought that that was excellent acting from strong, Mendelsohn. And, yeah, really, really strong scene. And it was crazy yeah. to see, like, I think I love that scene because in some ways it feels like Nick Fury out of character because in many ways he is. Like, Nick Fury is a guy that knows everything and like that's a whole part of the conversation. So to see him in a situation where he genuinely does not know about something and genuinely being told some dangerous information, dangerous information involving him for the first time, like that, like that response yeah. from him, that disbelief is just not a place we've seen Nick Fury. I don't know if we've seen yeah. him ever because the only time we see him that surprise is when he gets snapped, but like it's too fast for him to ever really make yeah. much of a thing about it. And that's that's what's so great about this show because I feel like what you just said there, EJ, is like. Is almost like the whole premise of the show is that we're seeing a guy in Nick Fury that every time we see him in the Marvel universe in the past, like he's got everything prepared, he's got everything lined yeah. up. Like we don't see him behind closed doors dealing with the, the the dirty work, so to speak. Like he has somebody else do that stuff for him, or like he's already done it, so to speak. Um, so to now see him in a situation where, like. Well, you said he's he's acting on the fly, and he's got to respond to these different things. Is uh, has been great, um, and uh, you know I think that the, the 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 thing that I think the show does best that I think is like the the really one of the core principles of a secret invasion story is is I don't know what to believe, and then that's I right. think that that is that was has to have been mission 
one of the first two or three missions in this show, as a as, and when you're making it, is you have to make it a show where you can't see what's coming next. You know, and there's certain things that, you know, theories people have, and there's some obvious stuff, you know, when are we getting Super Scroll and, you know, Rhodey, <laughs> Scroll Rhodey. I mean, we've been talking about Scroll Rhodey for like five years now, and it, it, we feel probably stronger about it now than we ever have. But like, yeah, but sure it's it, funny, though, it, that scroll. I'm curious how, how you feel about Shim as well. Like that's we've been on. I've been on the scroll really. Maybe we all have since like yeah. forever. Did that yeah. conversation in the restaurant make you feel stronger or weaker about it? In some ways, that conversation will also I mean, the acting in season two is fantastic. Yeah. The that scene was almost so real that, you know, I almost don't want it to be a fake roadie. If that made sense. Interesting. I almost thought like they were just playing the red herring game. Like that's why I told Shamari. Like he was so like antagonistic that I was like, it's like they're telling us he's a scroll at this point. Like right. anybody who's watching the show that knows like there's sleeper agents out there, like evil Avenger guy or like angry Avenger guy is gonna be the first person people jump to. Yeah. And so that's not even that wouldn't be a surprise. So almost would be more surprised he's not a scroll. So like. That was the one thing that, that, you know, and again, that's the game that this show is playing where you have to start thinking, are they trying to trick me into thinking this guy is a scroll? Like, who's, it's furious scroll? I don't know what to believe about this show. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty crazy, um, I mean, it is, I, I think they're playing that, playing that situation very well. Um, now, I've, I've, as I've, I mean, Kendall, of course, you know, we've spoken about this as well, like, you know, I, I, my thing is, and EJ, I'm sure you, I'm sure you'll, you'll be sympathetic to this as well. You again, like I said, because I know you've read Secret Invasion. Um, I'm wanting, to, I want to see an Avenger that's not Rhodey, because I'm still in, uh, in the percentage seems to go up every five minutes with this show that Rhodey is definitely a scroll. So not scroll Rhodey. Like I need, I want another Avenger to show up because it, my thing with this show is it has been very good. It's been very good. Kingsley Benadir's graphic character is very compelling. Yeah. I'm very interested to see, um, you know, where this all goes. Um, and I'm glad these scrolls are not cuddly. These aren't cuddly, friendly scrolls. <laughs> no, Shamar, you got your wish on that, buddy. You got your wish on that, buddy. These these yeah, you know, these scrolls are not, scrolls. they're not playing. Yeah. You know, we're done with these friendly scrolls. And I got to like, say, like, I think the way they got out. us, the way they got us there, Sham, I, 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 I like it. Like, because our thing was, like, how the hell do you get to what we've seen from the scrolls? He's like, yeah, yeah, and he's, like, very peaceful, you know, people on the run, scared-looking people. Yeah, refugees. Yeah, refugees, essentially, you know, to what the, the secret invasion, what the scrolls are, and what the secret invasion scroll invasion has to be. How do you get there? And, like, I think this story's done a good job of getting us to that point, Sam. I gotta give them credit. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You know, they came up with something that makes sense, and, um... You know, so yeah, they you know they came up with a plot, came up with a story. It makes sense. So, um, you know, now for me, the like I said, the next thing for me is getting the at least an Avenger. I don't, I don't, you know, because the thing with Secret Invasion was that like these were Avengers. These were like heroes, yeah. not just yeah. like you know people. They in were looking amongst themselves. Power. Who, who, which one of us is a, is, is a scroll? Is are any of us a scroll? Like that yeah. question's not being asked. Like right now, you're just looking at Nick Fury, and like he's asking the questions. But like yeah. everything's no from the, everything's from his perspective. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. there's not a team of heroes that you're following, and there's not the question of maybe he's one of the Avengers of Scrolls. Maybe that'll come up at some point. Um, yeah. I mean, they sort of are... it. You yeah, know, when they act... Well, I'll let you go. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say, and these scrolls are so powerful, you know, that yeah. it's like, what is Nick Fury going to do? Unless he, like, yeah. juices up or something, takes some kind of serum. Right. Gra- you know? Gravic... <laughs> Gravic, uh, gra- you know, the guy asked him, you know, what about the Avengers? He's like, we already have that covered, right? You don't think I had thought about that? Like, right. I think, I, I feel like that line was him, them hinting that Rhodey might be a scroll, uh, or somebody right. amongst yeah. the Avengers is a scroll, but, uh, yeah, Rhodey may, he may have yeah. his, a plan of his own. I'm also wondering if there's any kind of, um, um, if there's any kind of like a sleeper. Are there are there any sleeper scrolls in this show? Which I'm hoping There's a part of me that wonders if if Rhodey is one of the sleepers, like mm, like right. he may not he know is. he's a scroll. So like, let's right. play this game here. I'm gonna run off characters we've seen. There are obviously characters that have been confirmed to be scrolls. There are some characters that have not. And I want you guys to tell me whether or not you think uh, they are uh, they are scrolls. So I'll start with Nick Fury. Do you think Nick Fury is a scroll? As of right now, I'm going to assume no. No. Okay, I'm going to say no, but I'm not, like... But it's a thought, yeah. Because, yeah, it's, not, it's a thought, and I'm thinking about it, only because the Nick Fury we saw up in space during, uh, what was it, uh, 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 WandaVision? WandaVision? Yeah, WandaVision, yeah. It did not look like this Nick Fury, so I'm just saying that. <laughs> okay, another one, and this is an interesting one, because I've been looking at this curious is graphic a scroll wait what we've never seen kingsley benadir's character go into scroll form we saw him as a kid we've never so seen that character like it, so you're saying is that actually graphic yes is that actually the graphic that we know oh man think about I it haven't, i haven't even thought about that i'm gonna assume yes just because i haven't thought about that but that would be crazy. So Kendall's a yes. So so what do you mean? So when you say he is he a scroll? So I'll even expand it. I'll, I'll scroll expand scroll. it even beyond being him being a scroll. Is he the graphic that Fury thinks he is? Because Kingsley been a deer, and maybe he could just be in his contract. Because we've asked the same question about Amelia Clark, but we've not seen that character go into scroll firm at any point during the show. Now, I, so I will say they 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 have even in the meeting of, even in the meeting with the with the with the secret council he's the only person that doesn't go scroll scroll form. Now I will say they had the line in the show where they're like where Amelia Clark is introducing the kid to everybody and they're like yeah like we're we have to keep our human forms you right. know yeah to, for to keep like you know keep to, if we're gonna be in the field so to speak. So I feel like they kind of wrote that in there. Same kind of reason why, you know, like, I don't know. Have we seen Amelia Clark change yet? I said, you I don't know, think she's we another have. another character. Right. You know, she, she'll be another one that you could ask the same question. And and her character is so weird because, you know, people we've been theorizing for years. Like, who is she actually playing? You know, is she playing Abigail Brand? Is she playing some version of Daisy Johnson? Like, what is, who is she playing? And now we find out the, the girl from, from Captain Marvel um, but again, is there, is there a twist there? Because again, there has to be twists coming 
in the graphic one i hadn't thought about that one but that was interesting now yes. I think, so oh no sorry what, so so answer the question sham i, I was just gonna say um, yeah, yeah. go ahead Kendall, what you gonna gonna, say? i was just gonna say that i think gravic my my twist with him is not really a twist but i i think he's gonna be super scroll i think that's the i think that's the well they hinted at they hinted at super scroll being a thing yeah, that was gonna be my next. The next yeah, remember they saw the as well. they saw the thing with the Groot and the. Uh, I know. And how do we yeah. feel about it? like an MCU Super Skull? I think our dad. I was talking to him earlier this week, and he made an excellent comment slash comparison where he said it feels very Agents of Shield, and I'm like, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's something that we would have gotten in Agents of Shield, like, uh, you know, and, and a bunch of MC, random MCU tying things to make a, a, a some version of secret a super scroll and i don't have a problem with them not using the fantastic four but i just need some stuff with like group for example is a, is a that's a big mcu tie-in but like we start bringing up the extremist characters <laughs> iron man 3 like nobody cares about iron like man 3 Cole nobody Obsidian. cares about aldrich killian yeah Cole obsidian i'm having to google what is that yeah i still what I, do you know what it i still don't know what it is that's one of the uh thanos's uh the black order the big guy yeah, exactly. oh black okay black order. like you know oh you know that because the marvel ultimate line <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know like so that's so that that's that's my problem with the super scroll thing it'll still be cool at the end of the day but um but I just hate when they when they cheapen these characters a little bit. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that 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 that's a little whack. All right, but I do agree. I think that he will be super scroll. Um, okay, uh, here's an interesting one. What about uh, so Rhodey? Well, we didn't get the Rhodey yet. Rhodey is he a scroll or not? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I'm pretty certain he is. I'd be shocked if he was in a scroll. I'm gonna say he is, but I'm actually more. I'm like this is the most unsure I've been. Honestly, it's <laughs> that's crazy. Why, that's why that's what's great about the show. That's what's man. great about the show. This is what's unsure of me. I've been convinced, even without seeing this show, that he was a scroll. And I watched that scene. I'm like, wait, Shamari's more convinced. That, that scene has way more teeth. That scene has way more teeth in it if that's a real roadie. But I actually think that he may be a sleeper. I really think that that might be what that is. Right. Um, what about so? Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was wondering if those pods had anything to do with, with the sleepers. But then I was like, oh, okay. So no, they're just kind of. Using that yeah, to transfer they, the mind or whatever. Yeah, to replace and transfer the mind, which is a secret yeah. agent thing. Again, they're doing a great job with yes. adopting some of this stuff. Okay, another interesting one. What about uh, Sonya Falswell? person that we've been introduced to in this show. Mm. Scroll or not a scroll? I, I have a theory on her. I do not believe she's a scroll. I don't think but so either. I don't think she's a human either. Mm. I think she might be creep. Interesting. You think somehow she's been able to she's been able to shape shift or maybe take some kind of human form in some way? Yes. Yeah, she's definitely she definitely seems very uh, bloodthirsty to say the least. You know, there doesn't seem to be the 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 sense of, and that's what you know. In their first interaction, that's what Race with Fury says. There doesn't seem to be much hesitation in regards to trying to you know resolve things peacefully with uh with the scrolls. So. That's actually not a bad theory, Kendall. But what about you, Sham? Um, I like Kendall's theory. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, that's that's a very good theory. I, that would theory. be that would be that would be a good twist that I would not have seen coming. Like she's too weird, in my opinion, to like. Yeah, and it's like why like, she, she could just be doing human. so much. 
But yeah, like why why are we supposed yeah why yeah, why is she, why are we supposed to care about her so much? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, what is this? She's just a regular MI6. Well, yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she, damn, I mean, she, I mean, the way they present her in the show, I mean, she's like an equal to Nick Fury. I mean, she's she right. she gets stuff done. Like, and Nick Fury respects her as an equal, which is kind of crazy because it's like how we only learn about this person right now. She like it's so interesting. Like again, they could do a whole show about these types of characters. Like we've got Val's character, we got her character, like. I wonder, like, where does all this stuff fit? And then, like, you talk about Rhodey, like, even his conversation where he talks about, like, him, you know, he's like, how he knew about the scrolls. Like, does he know about the scrolls? Or is that a scroll saying, I know about the scrolls? Right, <laughs> right. Does the actual exactly. Rhodey, did the actual Rhodey this whole time know about scrolls? Um, and maybe he got kidnapped after he found out about them at some point. Like, you know, because then that would, that would, add more credence to what we've been talking about where like you know Val talks about you know how all oh, things are about to get crazy like maybe she knew that the scrolls were coming because she was privy to information that some people weren't you know um I don't know if you're getting ready to access EJ but another character I'm wondering about is uh is Ross I mean we know he's a scroll but like how how long has he been a scroll so that's the thing about Ross Ross I was gonna get to him is Ross is that person that was Ross just Oh, just an impersonator? Like, is Ross still somewhere else out there? And this guy just said, oh, I gotta be Ross for this scene? Or is that been the Ross we've seen in Black Panther this whole time? Like, I don't know. Has that been answered? Like, because I, yeah. I, I have been thinking about that. Because I feel like what they, like, they didn't show, you know, because I was hoping we'd see, like, you know, Martin Freeman in one of these pods somewhere. And i say, oh, crap. Like, like, they didn't show that. Like, they showed some people in pods, but they were people that nobody ever, we don't know any of those people. But that was my question. I mean, I guess, I guess we should assume that that was the Ross we've been seeing. But I don't. But I don't know. I, I can't say for sure. Obviously, I, I, I'm gonna guess that they want us to believe that that uh, like he like he was just Ross for that scene. But that the Ross, the, the real Ross, is out there somewhere. Fine. That's my guess. Yeah, like didn't that, like... I feel like that's not what they've introduced as how they operate. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what's confusing. Right, about right, it. right. That would look sloppy. Given right. how they, how right. great graphic the water graphic is raging, how like meticulous he's been. That would look sloppy. Yeah, what if the guy's like, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call Ross right now. And then like you know, and then uh he picks up. Like you know what I mean, like right. and let me and to be fair, like that Ross somehow got his message, so he knew. So he re- he reached out to right. He reached out to some Ross, right. thinking that this was the way to get to him. Right. I guess the question then becomes like, how long has that Ross been a scroll? If that is indeed the Ross that we've seen, like, is was he a scroll in Black Panther one? Was he a scroll in Black Panther two? Like, when did that? If that switch happened, when would it have happened? This is the game that I, I... This is why I think Marvel is holding back from, like, throwing all these Avengers in this, is I think that they're worried about, like, hurting their library movies by saying, like, yeah, like, that guy that you liked in this movie, he was an alien the whole time. Like, it wasn't actually him. Like, I think that... And I think that they're saving it... I think they want to just use it on Rhodey for the most part and have that be a big thing. But, like, I don't think they wanted to play that game with, like, too many big fishes because man, if Rhodey, if when if slash when Rhodey's revealed to be a scroll, and he gets he comes back in Armor War, he don't know that Tony Stark is dead. That's gonna be epic. 
They can't mess that up. They gotta make. They gotta. They gotta. Well, like shout out to Cody Rhodes. They gotta finish the story. Even though I guess technically Cody Rhodes' story hasn't been finished, but that's how I feel. Like they gotta finish yeah, the story. Like, it's it's too easy. It's too easy. It's too good. Yeah, and, and and a lot of people think that the scrolls are maybe the ones that have been selling Tony Stark stuff, and mm, you know, yeah, because how much of Stark's content has been going out there? That's a good point. Mm. You know, Whew. yeah, it's getting interesting. It is getting interesting. But y'all liking this show, man? I, I love it. I think this show's been really good. I think that this is really stepping right to Loki and right to WandaVision saying you're going to have a tough time holding that number one, number two spot. That's what I feel like. Now, I don't know if it's going to get there. We got four more episodes. Like, in some ways, I feel like this is going to be a very, like, this, what I like about this show is that this mo- story is moving. Like it's not stagnant. Yeah, no, we like we have four more episodes of this. But it almost wow. feels like, damn, four more episodes. Can they actually wrap it in four more episodes? That's how good it is. It's like, right. it's like this movie. Yeah, always like, movie is great, but like, well, at it, one of these episodes is gonna feel rushed. And it's like, I don't know. They've kind of found a perfect medium of moving and yet taking their time. Is is she Aaron Carter a scroll? Or do we feel more and more confident about that, or is that something different? Yeah, I. That Sharon Carter thing just never sat right with me. So, like, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, right. like, that twist, I like, I like, you know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier a lot. That twist, we talked about it, you know, on our YouTube channel. Shout out to New Generation Media, of course, our YouTube channel. You can watch those reviews if you want. Like, that twist never sat right with me, even when we recorded it back then, years ago at this point, or year, however long it's been. I, you know, I would I would like it if that was the case. I, I so I would say I'm gonna say yes as of today. I'll say no, but but it's not a it's not a hard no. Um, and, sorry, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Shamari, like you're to to uh, kind of answer slash ask your question, like, do we think that we're gonna get any more like heroes? I'm gonna guess yes. I think that they're holding some stuff out. Um, I'm assuming that we're going to see Captain Marvel. I, I don't mm, just because wow. she's so like she's so vital to like the whatever's happening here. Which I don't know how. I feel yeah, about I was it. like, yeah, I was, I was surprised they actually started like showing Captain Marvel scenes in this last episode. I know, yeah, like I don't like I don't need Cap- I don't need like Secret Invasion to be a Captain Marvel story, but I feel like that's what it's gonna. Like that's what it is at this point. Like, 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 you know, in some ways, like they're, you know, these scrolls are like bullying Nick Fury, saying like, yeah, you guys promised us all this, and it's like, well, Carol's the one that you know is the actual hero that flew off and is like doing other stuff. Like, I can only do but so much, you know. And it's like, so I feel like I do feel like we're gonna see her again, and maybe that's the ultimate conflict is like a super scroll versus Carol Danvers thing, but. Um, but if not, like you know, do we see a a, a Falcon? Do we see a Shang Chi or somebody else? I mean, I, would, I mean, I would hope so. I think it would behoove the show to not include a um to not include a hero. I'm not as high on the show as you guys. I'm enjoying it, but yeah, to me, I don't think it's on the level as the as like Loki or Wandavision yet. Because of the things I mentioned, I, I would like to see an Avenger that's not ro- that's not scroll roadie, <laughs> and 
I don't know how Nick Fury is going to combat all these aliens. I kind of need to see how that because we've we've already seen Talos get get hands, get get you know get kind of tossed around right. by some random other guy, and needed Nick Fury to help him. So I don't know how they're going to even going to resolve this. So it's I have to see how this plays out, um, because I don't know how this is going to play out. And I also don't know how I feel about the kind of watered down Super Scroll that's like Groot and all these other random people. So I don't know. So I, but but I am still enjoying it, and I do think we should see a it, another Avenger. That's kind of the thing that what that would like definitely enhance the experience for me. Um, as much as I like Samuel L's Nick Fury, I kind of need more than him. Um, for me in the show, EJ, I know you're gonna love this. Yeah. This theory that I that I, that I saw at one point, uh, it's it's wild and there's no there's a a zero percent chance that it's actually gonna happen. But it was still it was funny. Somebody was as we always try to connect this thing to the X Men and to the mutants, which will never happen. Uh, <laughs> like that we're never gonna see these characters. But like someone someone had the theory that Amelia Clark is actually playing uh, Shadow Cat. And that she's actually a mutant, Kitty Pride, that is like working for as an agent of Shield or working for Nick Fury at some point. <laughs> nah, this is zero percent. Like, yeah, no, there's like, that's no way that's there's no way that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry that, sorry that man. <laughs> like we were in a role of this was possible. Well, that would be cool, but yeah, no, yeah. sorry to that man. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent not true. I don't even know why, how to even go off of that. I'm like, there's not no. <laughs> that's why I have. It's like no, that, that's not true. There's so many things. Reason why that's not the case. They're gonna reset the universe whenever we get mutants. Finally, that can introduce some mutant before that happens. I've seen some conversations with people saying that like them them kind of using this idea that the scrolls are just there's millions of scrolls out there and just believe it is kind of you know it's like a, a trial uh, balloon for what they gotta do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The foreshadow for how they're gonna do the mutants and say yeah. The mutants exist, you know. <laughs> Believe it, <laughs> you know. And so I, I mean, I feel like that's going to be way harder than just because the scrolls in, in in them like in their yeah, the scrolls can hide. Yeah, or hide. Hide. yeah, hide. yeah. The mutant, like, yeah, are they all Morlocks? Like, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, how yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Most of them can't. So, like, yeah, that doesn't. That 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 that's not going to fly if you just throw that in an Avengers movie. Like, hey, yeah. By the way, everybody has powers. It's like what? You haven't seen them? <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna work, man. But shout out to Marvel, man. I think I, I, I'm I'm digging Secret Invasion. Uh, I, there's questions to be asked. To be asked, I guess my only thing will be let's hope that we get answers. Um, I think the other big thing will be the president of the United States. What's his deal? Because the president is not is not Thunderbird Ross yet. So, no, so Ross. And he wasn't in that council meeting, right? He, he wasn't. Was he wasn't in the council meeting. Yeah, it makes me think. Yeah, I was confused. I so thought he might that? have been there, but he wasn't there. Yeah. Now the attorney general, not attorney general, the the UN uh, yeah, the head, so, of the, of, head of the head of UN, NATO. whatever that thing. Okay, is. Okay, so the uh, NATO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah head okay, of NATO, so he was there. Gotcha. Got Prime you. Minister of UK. Okay. Who and uh, the Fox News guy or the FX yeah, News yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. G. Gordon Godfrey. You know. Yeah, G. Gordon Godfrey, basically, and then, and and whoever else was there. And the, those, and those the, the prime minister of India, I believe, who was the woman that didn't said, "I'm not gonna." Do, right. Which that was weird. I I'm wondering what the deal is with that because like 
She said, oh, I'm not down with this. And he's like, all right, well, you know, you've been down for too long. I'm not going to kill you. I'm like, what? I don't know. That seems even weird. I don't know what and, that. But then he killed the one guy for, for turning on them. That was. Yeah, I know. Well, he didn't. Weird. He didn't. Yeah, yeah, he killed that other guy. Right. Exactly. So I don't know that that didn't seem to it, jive. It was like a Magneto thing where it was like, I don't kill mutants or something like that. But like. Yeah, that I don't know. Like, that seemed a little know. weird. So yeah. there, it, I think there's something with that character that because that character's not helping uh, Talos because now it's like I want a meeting with Gravik. It makes me wonder if maybe she still is working with Gravik still. I don't know. And there's, I mean, I told Shamari, you know, is is Talos maybe working with Gravik and we don't realize? Mm. Like, you know, I mean, is his wife really dead? You know, I mean, mm. that story's out there. That his wife's dead, you know. Where we they don't show her die at any right. point. They kind of just saying it, and we're supposed to believe it. But it was, I mean, maybe she's being held hostage. You know, he's he's acting, uh, you know, reluctantly with Gravik for all we know. Mm. I mean, I, I, all things are on the table, which shows you the the place the show has left us in. It is a, a very fascinating place to be in as of right now. But um, let's uh, let's get to this, some of this news real quick before we get out of here. I know we've been running a little long, so I want to get through some of these things, I guess, as quick as we can, though they're all very important. So let's begin with Superman Legacy. We officially have our um, Clark Kent slash Kal-El and our Lois Lane. So David Corinthwet has been cast as Clark Kent, um, and Rachel Brosnan has been cast as Lois Lane. So... Uh, James Gunn had the, had confirmed this news, so there is no, oh, no, is this true? Is it not true? What's going on? These are, indeed, <laughs> the people that will be playing these roles. James Gunn called them both uh, outstanding actors. So, Corrin Sweat, this is kind of his first real big, big role. He has been in big projects before. Um, he was uh, a character in House of Cards. He was a character in We Own the City. So, he's been in, you know, several TV shows but he hasn't necessarily been in anything in terms of uh, as a main character in a movie. So this is a kind of a, a big break for him, I think you could say for sure. Uh, that is not the case for Rachel Brosnan, who already has an Emmy to boot. She, of course, from uh, 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 The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So I'll go to Sham first. News dropped. You saw the names. What did you think? Um, I'm down. I'm down. I'm I'm down. I'm sold. You know, Superman. Um, you know, of course, you guys know I'm a Cavill guy. I thought Cavill was a was a good Superman, so I think he will be sorely missed. You know, he's out here losing roles, kind of left and right at this point. Lost The Witcher, lost Superman. Don't know exactly what his next plans are. Um, uh, but but Corn Sweat. I think you can work with Corn Sweat. You know, they get him in the gym. They have him lifting. I, he doesn't necessarily. He doesn't have to be quite as jacked as as Cavill was necessarily um you know but um but yeah you know they bulk him up a little bit they they can get him he can be he can certainly be superman um like he gives me kind of like a like an early he gives me like early smallville vibes he does yeah um which you know isn't which isn't bad i mean obviously welling got bigger you know so i mean that's as you can see you just add more add more weight <laughs> <laughs> you know, we saw how that turned out, and I, I very much enjoyed Wellings Clark Kent. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm down. I'm I'm good, and um, and I I have no issue with with uh, Brosnan as well. You know, I'm she's 
very experienced and very talented as well. So I I'm I'm down. You know, I'm I'm you know strapped in, buckled in, ready to see what what James Gunn's uh, version of Superman is. I mean, the, the only uh, we've I've seen him do like a a, a um, horror take on Superman with the I forget what the movie's called, but the one with the little kid that's Brightburn. There you go. So we've seen his horror take on Superman, um, and while that was uh, you know horrifying as rightfully so is supposed to be. Um, it was Superman, <laughs> you know, and I thought I thought he did it pretty well, you know, for for what it was supposed to be. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what he's able to do with these characters. What about you, Kendall? How did you feel about the casting when it came out? Um, I mean, look, I'm excited. I mean, look, Corn Sweat, you know, he was never like officially, uh, you know, tabbed as like the leader in the in the clubhouse, but. I think everybody that kind of saw the finalists and saw his name sort of, he was the first one that everybody pinpointed just because of the the, the resemblance right. of to Henry Cavill, the resemblance to whatever we think Superman looks like. He fit the description, um, and so I from that perspective, uh, not shocking. You know, Nicholas Holt probably the most. Uh, accomplished actor up for the role but never really was a great fit um so it'll be interesting to see i mean you know uh uh and then obviously brosnahan was a little bit more um you know that was that was one where that was also up in the air but uh, there were some people that kind of tapped her as a favorite as well um so i don't know i mean it'll be interesting to see how much uh how much of this was them as individuals being great for the roles and how much was this of them also kind of game planning like these two are going to have big chemistry together uh i think will be um an interesting question uh the other thing that i think is interesting right now is is um and i would argue maybe more important is who's going to play lex luthor i mean it's not going to be more important to the dcu as a whole but it might be more important to this movie um you know, uh, obviously, again, who plays Superman is always important. But as I've said in the past, I don't think that it's an impossible character to to, to play. Whereas, you know, I mean, we've seen with Lex Luthor, it's a very complex deal. Uh, you know, and we've had some great versions. We've had some versions that have not been great. Um, one of the things that came out of that Michael Rosenbaum uh James Gunn podcast that was very interesting a couple of weeks ago was it was very surprising because we were on here you know for months we kind of assumed that James Gunn was going to lean into that you know that you know or Gene Hackman style Lex Luthor but uh James Gunn actually said he hates the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor wow uh, that's a little corny yeah. yeah I mean he's, he's right surprising. but yeah not yeah, that not to hate yeah. it but he's right that it's corny <laughs> in 2023 right, right. exactly you know, yeah, and so, um, so you know that that is interesting, and you see the names. You know, I mean, obviously Nicholas Holt involved, and then the you know Alexander Skarsgård being thrown out there, his younger brother Bill Skarsgård being thrown out there. Uh, you know, none of them really give off a Gene Hackman vibe, uh, so to speak. You know, uh, at least the one that we saw um, in those movies, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm interested to see who ends up getting that role, 
you know, of those three, I think, you know, Bill Skarsgård fits the age range and, you know, there's this like, uh, there's this like funny, like, you know, <laughs> this is funny internet, like, like what if like Spider-Man had a Smallville-esque show uh, on YouTube and it's like, it's just like the intro basically. And it's like in the, and in the series, Bill Skarsgård is playing Harry Osborn. It's <laughs> uh, like, that's like the, the what if thing that they, that they made. But like, I could see him now. Like you see that same guy that they want to play Harry Osborn playing Lex Luthor. So um, I think that he's 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 a he's a good fit. But I think it'll end up being Alexander Skarsgård because he's coming off of uh, Succession and he's a little bit more of a uh, he's a little bit more of a bigger name. So, um, but that'll be interesting to see who ends up getting that role. It's also possible they do give it, they do give it to Holt. But I just feel right. like him being a finalist for Superman makes that a little weird, you know? I mean, it's not like we've never seen it before. Nolan did it with uh, Killian Murphy. You know, he was a finalist to play Bruce Wayne, and then he ended up making him Scarecrow. So it's not un- unheard of, but this is a very specific character. I feel like Scarecrow is somebody that you kind of could have made into anybody, you know, whereas Lex Luthor is going to be a little tougher to just take anybody. Yeah, I mean, Lex is nothing like Superman, obviously. So Exactly. So that is a big jump there. I mean... <laughs> the thing about Nick Holt Sham is like, at a certain point, I almost feel weird about a guy that wants to be in a superhero movie this badly. Like, how many times does he have to like not get a role before he just decides to like? I don't know. I hope I don't sound like I'm crushing somebody's dreams, but like, he almost seems too eager for this thing, right? Like, does, that, does anyone else get that, or am I, am I just, like crazy to think that? No, I like it. You know, I'm 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 holding out hope for him. I mean, I liked him as I liked him as Beast. He was he was I loved him as Beast. Yeah, in the X Men movies, and I thought he did a good job. You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't have any. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of the film people will tell you that like you know his other roles have been even better. You know, and that he's right. Yeah, he's, he's, his acting chops are. are yeah, Nicholas Holt is a very good actor. Outside of what he did with X Men, exactly, and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I don't, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting. I just think the roles, the roles he's going after, one, I mean, you know, even outside of superhero movies like Top Gun, he missed out on Miles Teller's Rooster character. It's a tough, that was going to be a tough role to get, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's, you know, and obviously Batman, like Robert Pattinson, it was a tough deal. You know, this one, I just don't think this one was a great fit. Eventually there'll be one that comes up now. Again, the, the Marvel. But you know, right but you, have, you but Kendall, you always hear these stories about guys saying, "Oh, you know, I, I would, you know, I would watch, you know, I, I used, I had to collect Batman comic books, so I used to collect this person's comic book. And maybe they're all, maybe it's all fluff, maybe it's BS. But like, I just feel like, really, okay, you want to be Batman? Okay, now you want to be Superman? Wait, you already with Beast? And now you may want to be like Luthor? I'm just like, like yo, bro, is like an agent, yeah, right? Is this just like, oh, this is the stuff? next thing in your career, and like you're just saying, I got it. This is the next thing I got to do. Or do you actually really love this thing? You know, Which you actually, really is. Like, like and, and, and with 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 uh you know, like we say in the in the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise, you know, are you in this for the right reasons? Is the question I would ask to Nicholas Holt. Like for his career, like that's the one thing he's missing is like being the leading guy in a, in a franchise. Yeah. Yeah, in a major, you know, in a major popcorn box office franchise, you know? So yeah, I mean Obviously, it makes sense from that perspective, and especially like you said, if, if from 
for if it, in his mind it's like the elite status if i'm in that elite status maybe of guys who haven't necessarily won an academy award yet that's the next step to getting into that class is is being batman or being you know superman and that beast thing was was cool and there was exposure but you know it's a side character role and now i think he's trying to get the main thing you know, I think Hal Jordan might be a better place for him, you know, personally. But again, now at that point, like you said, are we just putting him in a cape just to put him in a cape? Right, exactly. You know? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm holding out. I'm holding out hope for him. I mean, I understand. I mean, I I think at some level, it's also kind of the, the directors and the people that are doing the casting. Um, you know, it's their job to make that determination. He's just trying to get work, which I I don't fault him for. And these are fun projects, I would imagine. Maybe he had a lot of fun doing the Beast thing. Mm-hmm. And he knows these are these are popular movies, and he's trying to find a way in. I don't blame him. Right. You, you know, know so. I look at it like like you know it's coaching coaching hires where we talk about like you know this guy who's an assistant for the you know for the Milwaukee Bucks you know went after this head coaching job didn't get it went after that head coaching job didn't get it went after this one didn't get it. eventually. If he keeps getting interviewed for these jobs, he's gonna get one of them just because his name's right. being thrown out there long enough, and he's accomplished enough, and he's only gonna get better. Very rarely, unless it's the case of like an Eric Bieniemy, where you you're constantly being thrown in these conversations, you never get picked. You know, like eventually it'll happen for Holt. Just the timing, and it's just been bad fits. Like he probably could have done the Top Gun thing and been fine at it, but you know, eventually. And, and look, I you know I don't want to throw something out there, this would probably be our next story, but maybe, shoot, maybe it's Fantastic Four. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's a better fit for him, and I think he could definitely do it, you know. At, at the, uh, wow, well, I would love to jump from that segue. Shamar, any, any thoughts quickly, or uh, lastly, on this Clark and Lois casting? Um, I mean, I like it so far. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready ready to see how they do. Like I said, you know, the the, the uh, Clark, you know, is giving me young Tom Willing vibes. So, you know, in you know, we all know I'm I'm all here for that. So, um, um, and I don't mind the lowest casting either. So I, I like it. I'm on board. Yeah. Well, shout out to congrats to David Cornswick. Congrats to Rachel Brosnan. I mean, welcome to this uh, wild world that is the you know superhero fandom. Um, it's probably a lot more. Than you may expect. I actually saw the actress that played uh, Iris West said that uh, her experience with DC, I think the quote I saw was, gave her more tears than smiles, which some of that probably had more to do with being part of the Flash franchise than necessarily, maybe necessarily overall the experience of being a superhero movie, but um, or even being in DC because of all the issues with the Flash and issues with Ezra and, and you know, the Snyder stuff that happened with Justice League per se. But uh, nonetheless, Hopefully this is ends up being a great uh, a great thing and something we can look forward to for years moving on. I mean these are two younger actors, you know Rachel Brosnan I believe is thirty two, um, uh, Corn Sweat I think is twenty eight. So I mean you know these people you know they're gonna be with us now <laughs> like they're they're gonna be with us for a while now. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they what they could bring to the table. But uh, let's uh, also get to some Fantastic Four stuff real quick. So um, a lot of question marks about what exactly is going on with Fantastic Four. Like I said, there's not going to be any Hall H presentation at San Diego Comic-Con. 
So we won't learn more information most likely this month. What we do know so far from the rumors and the reports is rumored that uh, Mr. Kirby has been offered the role of uh, of uh, Sue Storm, Miss uh, the Invisible Woman. She didn't, uh, you know, this was a role that originally uh, reportedly was offered to um, uh, Margot Robbie, and Robbie now apparently may be out of the situation, and now Vanessa Kirby may be in, and she may be offered. Uh, this is being reported by Daniel Rickman, among others, you know, Daniel RPK. We'll have to wait and see if this offer has been accepted or what, what the latest is with it. The last, that's the last we know of the Sue Storm front regarding stories. Um, also, there's a report that Adam Driver could be now out as uh, Mr. Fantastic. It, it appears that he may, quote-unquote, be pricing himself out as Marvel was trying to negotiate a deal to make him Mr. Fantastic. So uh, you maybe we have a new Sue Storm that's not the person we thought it was going to be. It sounds like the person we hoped would be Mr. Fantastic. Now, very well, may not be Mr. Fantastic. Uh, Sham, this seems like a whole big mess. So what do you have to say about it? Um, This is giving, this is uh, reminding me of, um, you guys haven't seen The Boys yet, right? No. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to make a boy, The Boys comparison to, to, uh, Adding a member, adding someone, a member of the seven, a new member of the seven, <laughs> the Justice League auditioning people and whatnot. Um, but you guys will get that when you watch it. But, um, but yeah, it's this is like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess stuff like this happens. Um, I, you guys know I wasn't too high on Driver as Reed Richards anyway, so I'm not, I'm definitely not shedding any tears over that. Um, no disrespect to Adam Driver. I think he's very talented. I think there's a lot of roles out there for him that he was tailor-made for or that he can just make his own. But this role, I I want to be able to see the person as Reed Richards. And he, he, it would have just been hard or harder uh, with Driver being cast just because of, just of how he looks. You know, it just kind of is what it is. Um, and for Vanessa... For Margot Robbie, I think Margot Robbie would have been a good Sue Storm. I think that's that's a bit of a shame as well. Um, Vanessa Kirby, I mean, I think she could be a good Sue Storm as well. So, you know, the last thing I saw her and I believe was Hobbs. She was in, in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, mm-hmm. and, right. and she was good in that as well. You know, so. And that was, that was an action role as well. And she did a good job. So I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing her if, if, if she does accept if she does accept the, any kind of um, offer that would have been made to her. So um, none of this really is, is too bad news. I mean, again, Margot Robbie, I think would have been good, but I think Kirby, Kirby would be good as well. Kendall, I know you've been following this stuff very closely. Uh, how are you feeling about the latest uh, happening with the Fantastic Four? This is a movie that was not a long time ago. We still have no idea who is actually in the Fantastic Four at this point. We've already had a director change. Um, so how are you feeling about the latest with Kirby in and Driver and Robbie out? Yeah, I mean this is this is chaos, man. I, I can't understate it. Um, not because, like Shamari mentioned, not because like they had this perfect group or that like Adam Driver was perfect to play Reed Richards or Margot Robbie was perfect to play Sue Storm. Because um, neither one of those were the case. Uh, I mean. 
Margot Robbie fit like the again the the basic archetype of this is what you're looking for, especially if you're looking for an A list character, an A list actress to play this character. She'd have been one A, one B with Emma Stone, you know, and it seemed like both those deals probably got fell apart due to money. But like, but certainly not like the only people that could play the character. Um, in the case of Adam Driver, I mean, I agree with Shamar. He wasn't the perfect person to play Reed Richards. I think he could have done it. You know, I was all ready to see it, but um, but he wouldn't have been my choice. I've said that multiple times. I mean, my choice um, would have been Brandon Routh, you know, and it's, he's almost certainly not going to be Brandon Routh, but, like, hmm. there's other people that you could find. Again, I mentioned Nicholas Holt could probably do the role and seen him play Hank McCoy, and that was fine. Like, he, he could probably pull it off. There's other actors that could pull off uh, Reed Richards. So I'm not saying that it's a disaster from the sense of... You know they lost out on this these these great uh, these perfect matches for the characters. It's the it's only from a behind the scenes chaos standpoint. Like like you mentioned, DJ, this is a movie that was announced. You know it was teased in 2019 officially by Kevin Feige as coming after <laughs> the Fox deal was 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 uh, was done, and he talked about it in July of Comic Con. Uh, July of 2019 at Comic Con, and then uh, Disney Investor Day, 2020, they officially announced this movie, and we haven't gotten, we don't know who's in it. Still, we don't know who's who's playing these characters. Um, you know, I know that this is a situation where you want to have the four together when you announce these characters. At some point, I think if you're Marvel, you have to just scrap that and say, just get them one at a time. If you have Thing, just tell people who's playing Thing. Give them something to chew on. If you have Human Torch, tell me who's playing Human Torch. But And maybe they have none of these people right now. And again, if that's the case, um, I think that's a major red flag. The other part that is that is scary and, and is, is alarming is like, you know, it seemed like Adam Driver was the number one option. It seems like Margot Robbie if you depend on who you believe with the number one or maybe at, at worst number two option behind Emma Stone, if you, they didn't get these people because of money, which is fine. Salary, you know, salary caps exist, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of, yeah, that is the thing because some people say, well, what's the big deal? And the thing is, well, like if you give Robbie or driver some crazy deal, then you got to try to then say, okay, well, when these other deals come up for some of these people that are currently in the MCU, who are going to ask for money like it's just like building a team like then that that sets the marketplace you know yep 100%. so so and like you can't just give these people anything because then the people yeah. uh you know then um uh what's the name? Brie larson comes say all right well i want this or yeah also say i want that you know so so yeah it makes sense that you can't just give a blank check out to anybody right and then these are actors and actresses you know particularly driver and, and robbie have will certainly command a certain salary and 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 they've earned it you know barbie's probably going to make ridiculous money this summer you know and bar, a major reason is margot robbie you know leading le- leading the charge um and adam driver is certainly you know you know established himself as an a-list actor in our modern um you know hollywood landscape so like you know it's gonna be tough you know, to get those actors, and then, like you said, to maintain, you're going to maintain a cast, you're going to bring in, um, uh, you're going to have to then bring in a, a villain that we think is going to be Antonio Banderas, 
uh, who's a major actor, and then, like you said, down the line, you're also going to be casting the X-Men at some point, uh, you know, sometime in the next 15 years. So, like, when that happens, you're going to need, you know, you're, like you said, you're going to need to be able to manage these contracts to a degree. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, look, I don't think that they need... There was a point in time where I thought go for A-listers, but if this is going to happen... Like, I don't think that they need A-listers. Like, I think that they need a Fantastic Four at the end of the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, more importantly, the movie needs to come rolling. out. Yeah. yeah, you need to get the ball rolling. Cause yeah, exactly. It, right now, it also it goes beyond, like, the movie. Like, right now, Marvel needs some good juju. And, like, the thing that people for years have been holding on to and saying, look, I know this phase, you know, this lineup of movies coming out is looking a little shaky, but... We got the Fantastic Four coming down the down the down the down the line. We got the X Men coming down the line. Well, if we start looking at the X Men again. That's its own mess. We've talked about that, you know, ad nauseum. But the Fantastic Four has always been that thing where it's like, look, that one we know for sure is happening in the near future. Like, if we start looking at that movie and saying maybe that movie gets pushed back at some point because they don't have a cast. It's like, how could that happen? We this movie's been ta- being talked about for four or five years now. So yeah, I mean, I think that that's the that is the problem, and that's the that's the overall uh, disaster of this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just I, I like you know said this thing like we gotta we gotta get something on the on the plate. You know, it's like you're usually on chop. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you know, time's running out at a certain point. It's like you gotta get something on the plate, man. Get something on the plate. That's why I feel like I'm yelling at Kevin Feige at this point. Get something on the plate, man. Like, we've gone all these years now, different directors, delays. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying rush something stupid, but like something like casting. I know it is important, but there are a lot of talented people. There are plenty of people in Hollywood. Plenty of people who live abroad. Like we, you know, clearly, like Wes Kirby's obviously from overseas so you know you're talking about international uh, actors and actresses like there's plenty of people you could find to play these roles you gotta get the right people it's not just anybody but there are plenty of people you could find all right drivers messing around robbie's messing around all right let's go get these people you, apparently you had the v digs locked in as the word that's being rumored though okay we're not even sure about that all right you got one all right let's get, get let's get human torch done let's get mr fantastic let's go like we gotta get this thing going um I love what we got from Secret Invasion so far, but like you know, we only have so many. There's only so many like projects that aren't these big Fox properties that we can take until people just start getting really restless. I mean, they already are. I don't think getting they are restless. So to to get to a point where you announced a a Fantastic Four movie, they announced it during what 2020, 2019. Yep. 2020 was when it was officially like right, like right when it was unveiled during that uh during that that whatever that thing was. It wasn't Investor Day. Investor Day. It was Investor Day. Okay, yeah, like like it's 2023 and we don't have a cast. We barely we we finally got a director that we thought we had a director, and that's what makes it so frustrating because like the way it was presented was like oh we already have a director for this thing like we're gonna be hitting the ground running. You know I know a pandemic happens but like that shouldn't slow down casting. You know what I'm saying. And then you have to change directors, and that took a little while. But then you found your director, and now we have we've been like a year with the, with Matt Jackman as a director. Where the hell is the cast? What the hell is going on? Like yep. James Gunn got to DC, showed up, and you know, it did a couple of months. He had a you know, it, he waited till the very last minute, but he gave us the three month thing, and then we had a slate, and then 
three, four months after that, we have Superman and Lois. Like, it's like, what are they, I know, again, I know, I keep, I don't want to kind of qualify everything. Like, I know, like, James Gunn is starting something new, whereas, like, you know, Kevin Feige is currently on a moving train right now, so it's a little harder. Right. But still, it's just like, John. it'll take this long to cast people. Like, what what is going on with this thing? John Roca had an excellent Twitter thread uh, where he kind of because that's been the that's been the big narrative out there right now is how how is Marvel how is DC come out and cast Superman in a matter of months and Marvel's taking years to cast none of the Fantastic one yeah yeah not one Fantastic Four person to cast in years <laughs> yeah, none of them and like that that seems impossible and Roca I will give him credit he laid it out and said there are differences in the situation you know. The Fantastic Four, obviously, they're going after A-list people. You know, clearly that wasn't the the goal for DC. So it was, it was easier negotiations uh, where you're dealing with, with with less money involved and people who are going to just jump at any any type of role at that level. Um, you know, and he also mentioned Superman. And Superman and Lois are bigger characters uh, right now in terms of our, our characters that an actor would be more willing to jump at than uh, the Fantastic Four, given the lack of success that the Fantastic Four has had. Now, you could argue Superman, the last two versions of Superman have been controversial for different reasons, but it's still Superman at the end of the day. So uh, those those were fair reasons, you know, uh, to give, you know, Marvel some credit there or some slack, but the time is still the problem. Like, it's been so long. If these were... They got off. They both got off the blocks at the same time. I'd expect Superman to be cast first, but they had a two-year head start. You know, at least a two-year. Really, again, really more like a three or four-year head start. But like, you would like you would think that you've had a short list ready of people. And if you're telling me we're gonna give Matt Shackman all this autonomy, I don't want to buy it. I'm, I don't want. I don't want to hear it. I like. <laughs> I don't buy it. Like right. now, all of a sudden, Kevin Feige's like, yeah, we're gonna let the director cast everybody. Right. Like, there's no way that Kevin Feige and his group and, um, you know, Sarah Haley Finn, who runs the casting there, and, you know, Alonso, when she was there, and DSP, you know, there's no way they didn't, they didn't, they weren't game planning when they bought Fox. Who are the actors that we want to play? Right. <laughs> Reed Richards. Who are right. some people that we're paying attention to? If you're, and if they weren't, then they weren't doing it right. But if, exactly. for sure, they, they were at least thinking about it, just like they should be thinking about who do we want to play Wolverine? You know, one, one of these days, one of these days, and I'll put it out there as I've said it a million times, Kevin Feige has an open invitation to come on this show. Feige really needs to sit down and do a podcast with somebody. Like, and he's got to, because there's too, there's too many of these he, questions look, that James you, it's Gunn just did it. Right, James Gunn is, just, just did it. And like, James yep. Gunn didn't shout give up the fuck. You're right, shout out to him for that. And shout out to the people who did the podcast with him. Like, like, I'm not saying you gotta go out there and give the farm up, but exactly. there's just so much questions and so much like what's going on where like we can't we're not gonna get our answers from a press junket where you know some reporter has you know five minutes to ask James Gunn X amount <laughs> of questions and he's gonna just you know dodge and weave these things and then get out of there like we like he needs to sit down and have a conversation with somebody about what's going on. There's been changes. It these Disney, Bob Iger was left, then he's back. Like, there's so many questions. It's like, and I've, and the, it'll be different if the product was so great that, like, we're like, all right, like, he's giving us great products, so it don't matter. But, like, right. fans are distressed at the state yeah, of Marvel right now. They are. 
it's like yep. you know it's I mean, ej you you're a nick fan it's like we talk about like leon rose with the knicks president of the new york knicks like he doesn't do press conferences right and like no one cares when the team is winning right because you know no one has any questions but when the team is losing or there's major questions about the state of the franchise or it's like a state of the union you know nobody cares about the state of the union when everything's going great in the country Okay, yeah. everything's going terrible. Yeah, that's what like, you want to hear from the president. That, yeah, people are like, we got to hear what this guy has to say because right now things are things are aren't going great, you know. And that is that is right now the state of the state of Marvel is it's not like rock bottom, but it's it's at a really low point from where it's been. You know, I would argue it's probably the lowest it's been maybe ever. You know, like it's in the Marvel Studios era. You know, like I mean, we're going maybe back to like post Incredible Hulk, but again, even then, it was still still excitement going in terms of the future of the of the franchise. So like, you know, we're talking about the lowest it's ever been in terms of a fan, uh, like you said, restlessness. Um, and we're not hearing from this guy, and we don't know anything about what they have planned. And there's this, it, we're, we have to listen to these these scoopers like. Well, we shouldn't be getting our news from Grace Randolph or like right. Daniel RPK. We should be getting this from from Kevin Feige, but but because they're not saying anything, and that's the chaos that they're that they're causing. It's like we talked about in the beginning. I, it's, you hesitate to call it a circus because Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios never said uh, Margot Robbie was playing. right. Uh, it, 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 things uh, to be like things behind the curtain can be chaotic as long as when you go out there and perform, it looks great. It doesn't really matter. That's why I can't. That's why I can't say circus. But like, there's anxiety. It's like yeah. the show is the show is running late. Like you know, we don't know what time it's gonna be. <laughs> like what's going on? Like and you know, as much as as much as I have, as as much as I've given James Gunn flack for uh, his Elon Musk, you know, tweeting as the CEO answering stuff and. You know, I don't like my CEOs tweeting. That's just a that's just a general thing. But, all right, all right, all right Suge Knight. He's like, and I was like, look, you don't want your CEOs out there tweeting. Come, to, come, to new generation. Exactly, exactly. I personally don't. I, I just don't like it that way. But I'll give him credit. You know, the narrative isn't being spun out mm-hmm. there by some Twitter account. You know, some anonymous. Yeah. And when they Twitter try, account. he shuts them down immediately. Yeah, he shuts them down and says that Twitter account was wrong. That's not happening. And like if Kevin Feige was doing that, again, I don't know if I like the approach, but at least it gets the information. We get a correct channel of information where we don't have wild rumors that are being spread. Because again, we had a massive group of people that thought Marvel Robbie and Reed and uh, Adam Driver were playing Reed Richards and Sue Storm. And maybe that was never the case. Maybe it was the case at a certain point of time. But right now, the narrative is led by the scoop culture, by the leakers. Yeah. And, like, no, that is a problem. Right, because these no, leakers... NDAs flying all over the place. No one can say anything. Right, no yeah. one can talk. It's like... Because and, and, now people are going to believe anything at this point. I, I don't know what to believe. I don't know who to believe it from. You know, there's these random Twitter accounts that claim that they have a scoop or they have a source... And you have to believe it because Marvel's not saying anything. And at this point, like, you know, I you just throw your hands in the air and say, with a movie like this that is supposed to be coming out in two years, really less than two years at this point, 
Um, you hope that the stuff that they that they're that they're saying is accurate, but again, I will also throw out there, I have questions about the about the release date. I believe it's supposed to come out uh, February of twenty five, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe they pushed it back to May of twenty five. But you know, the release these release dates change. Yeah, they had a bunch of release dates change recently. Mm-hmm. They can't if they can't get a cast done by like in the next two or three months. I don't like, and then they're gonna start filming. I, I don't, I don't know. Plus, we got a strike, so like, are they gonna? Be, if there's a, if there's an actor strike, then then that that is definitely not happening. So, yeah, I, you know, that is y'all. Yeah, right now, right now we're looking at May second, twenty twenty five, for Fantastic Four. That was really supposed to be Kang Dynasty, but that's been moved back to twenty twenty six. Yeah, and Secret Wars is pushed back to twenty twenty seven. Like they had the February date. And for the longest time, I was like, man, February of 25? Like, this movie was announced a long time ago. But now it makes sense why you push that back to May. This whole this whole situation, uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like Marvel um, is, in a, is in a situation where they have to, um, you know, they, like, I know the release dates were, were, were always going to be ambitious, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, but right now, I think the main, I think the main, like, thing to look forward to, if you're a Marvel fan, uh, that's all of us, that's, that's, that's all of us in this podcast, there's all these people listening for the most part, I don't think that you, the main thing you should be looking forward to is Fantastic Four, and it has been, and I'm still looking forward to it, I'm not, not, not looking forward to it, but I think, I'm, I'm directing my focus right now, you know, besides, I mean, I've always been excited about Captain America, Brave New World, but, Deadpool three, I think, is right. The one that's the one Marvel right now. It's looking at and saying that's our next No Way Home. That's our next, you know, mega mega blockbuster. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one, and that's the one that seems to be. What is that? It's so weird, is because it's the one that seems to be going off with no hitches, as far as we can tell, with pre production, and it's the one that Marvel was never actually f- officially really acknowledged. Like it's very weird. Yep. Like it's it's. Well, think about it, it man. Yeah. The two movies we talked about, you know, we talked about No Way Home, and we're talking about Deadpool 3. Those really aren't Marvel-produced movies. Like, right, like, they're almost Marvel's, their own thing. Yeah. They're almost their own thing. Like, Ryan Reynolds is making this movie, and his, Martin, him and his team. Right. <laughs> yeah, him and his friends, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then and obviously Sony, <laughs> Sony <laughs> helped make, you know, No Way Home. Like, you know... That these are almost their own thing, and then the the stuff that Feige is is, is is the guy on has been a little chaotic for the most part. Yeah, no, it's a fair point, man. So I, I think I, I I know I said we talk about majors. I think we could table majors for next week. I know we've run really long here, um, but we will get to the allegations, latest allegations with uh, Jonathan Majors. The story that's not going away. So. I don't want to make. I don't want to cheapen it by doing giving it only a few minutes here. I want to give it the time it deserves. So we'll talk about Jonathan Majors and the latest allegations that came out um, this past week on the next episode of New Generation Hero Talk. But that's going to do it for this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. Of course, if you enjoyed this catch episode, you can catch all of our uh, New Generation Hero Talk episodes on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. We're on there, New Generation Media. 
Make sure you follow us on social media on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. And make sure you follow us on um, Facebook as well, New Generation Media. And follow us individually on social media. I'm EJ underscore Stewart on Twitter, Action EJ on Instagram, uh, Shamari's MC Sham on uh, Instagram and Snapchat, and Kendall's uh, Twitter, New Gen Ken. That'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much. Peace.